The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last day of Customer Appreciation Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been investigating the ROI of two simple but important words, thank you. Each day this week, we've published an episode that discussed what you need to know about how to humanize your sales and marketing efforts to build longer lasting and more impactful relationships. With us again today is Daniel Rodriguez, who is the head of marketing at Alice, which is both a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and a platform that takes the anti-blast and harass approach to B2B selling. Alice simplifies the time-consuming actions that drive real relationships and trust using their B2B gifting platform, which automates the process of researching a prospect's interests, writing them a card, and sending them a thoughtful, hand-selected gift using AI-enhanced technology. And so far this week, Daniel and I have talked about why building real relationships with humans matters, how to effectively relate to your prospects, why empathy is important for driving ROI, how authenticity improves your conversion rates. And today we're going to wrap up Customer Appreciation Week by talking about how to leave a lasting and impactful relationship. Here's the last installment of Customer Appreciation Week with Daniel Rodriguez from Alice. Daniel, welcome to the last day of Customer Appreciation Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. You know, if I haven't said it yet this week, I appreciate you being a sponsor and I appreciate you being my guest on the show. Well, we appreciate all the great content that you put out. I just want to make sure that I call you Daniel, not Dan. And I'm not sure if you're a red wine drinker, a bourbon drinker, or a craft beer drinker, but I have Alice to figure that out for me. (laughs) That's true. I will tell you that I am a red wine drinker. Red wine drinker. Okay. Noted. I'm going to have to put that in my CRM and write you a handwritten (laughs) note appreciating that we've had this conversation and get you a nice bottle of red. That said, there's an important last part of building a real relationship, which is making sure that the impression that you're making actually lasts. So talk to me about building an impression that lasts. What makes something stick in people's minds? When we talk about lasting, I think it's 
Is there surprise, delight? Does the person really perceive that there was some value that you were able to give them? Again, this is all in the eye of the recipient of these things, right? This isn't like, hey, this is lasting because I'm determining that this is lasting to you. No, it's lasting because it made a huge impression on you and you remember it and it was remarkable in that way. So what is something that is remarkable? It's something upon which people remark. So they end up telling other people about it and not forgetting it themselves. And it kind of lives on past the initial moment. I'm curious, what's the gift that someone's given you that made the most lasting impression? Oh my gosh. So I had a really special relationship with my grandfather. I was the firstborn grandchild of 13 grandchildren, actually. So I had first dibs on Papa's attention, and I had a really special relationship with him. Even though I grew up in Ohio and he lived in Rhode Island, he taught me how to golf and he would come out and drive out and pick me up that little short 12-hour drive and bring me back to Rhode Island during the summers when I was a teenager. And in many ways, I wanted to be like him. You know, he's a doctor, he was really successful, he was a musician and play the piano and sing, and he could do the Sunday crossword puzzle in pen. So when he passed away last year, it was tough for me. It was the first time that I had really had this sense of losing somebody who I was thought of as a mentor in many ways. And my wife found another one of the many skills that my grandfather had was that he was also, he had written some poetry. And it was unearthed in stacks of stuff that he had written from long ago. And before he passed away and he had cancer, so he kind of knew he was going to be passing away. He, and with the help of a bunch of my cousins, got all this poetry and put it together and he self-published a book of his poetry. And from this book of poetry, there was a really beautiful line of poetry. And I will tell you what it is because my wife got this line from his poem put onto a bird feeder. And one of the things that my grandfather had done was got me my first bird feeder when I was young. And he got me the bird book and, you know, I would dork out on what type of birds are. And my wife would actually kind of make fun of me about this. Are we going to be these old bird watching people, you know? So shortly after my grandfather died, this handmade bird feeder shows up that she'd gotten on Etsy. And on the side of it, it says, I saw a bird who did not cry nor flap its wings. I saw my soul today and he was mine for a moment in the sky while I was on the ground. And then my grandfather's initials on it. And that was like the most profound gift. It's this beautiful line of poetry and it's about birds and flying and gives me this sense of connecting with my grandfather and thinking of him as he's out there and like this cool bird feeder. Now we get to see these birds coming to our house. Absolutely, positively, one of the best gifts I could ever even imagine being given. That's an outstanding story. I'm sorry to hear about your loss. And that's a 10 out of 10 gift. That's an incredible gift. And kudos to your wife for going through all the effort. As we're advising people in the marketing and business community on how to give gifts, what can they take away from the story of your best gift and what can they strive to do? It's pretty difficult, I think, to make somebody have a surprise and delight factor if it doesn't feel personal to them, if it's in no way about them or no way about something of interest to them. So some examples that I've seen of people doing this well, you know, creating these kind of lasting impressions. There's one example that I have of being sold to by somebody who worked at LinkedIn, who prospected me through a LinkedIn message and used information about my background 
So she looked at where I went to college, found out what dorm I had lived in, and then related that to the fact that I think someone in her family had also lived in that dorm. And I was like, well, I have to kind of respond to this now because now they've, first of all, gotten my attention, totally broken through the noise. And now it feels there's like a reciprocity here. I feel like obligated to respond. This really thoughtful way of relating. So some even up the ante type of examples, we've seen somebody actually through the use of our own platform where Alice surfaced information that showed this person was a real big movie buff and particularly really loved the Star Trek movies. So then this sales rep went on to IMDb and found cool information and cool quotes from these movies and used those in the follow-up that they were doing after sending a Star Trek related gift to the person in the interaction. And what was fantastic about this whole thing was it was after several touches that the person had done that were very much about this other person's interest that the person said, oh my gosh, I just never check any of these emails. And I just like have really enjoyed your emails. And I just need to let you know that I really want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> That's the, okay, fine. You got me moment. <laughs> but it's tough. And, you know, I think a lot of sellers recognize, yes, you can send generic cadences or you can actually send outreach that's going to actually be interesting to that other person. And therefore, it can create this lasting impression. I'll give you another example, actually. Of my previous company I was at, Seismic, the most lasting outreach I ever saw was one of the sales reps was trying very hard to sell to a prospect who he was unable to get to respond. Went online, saw that this prospect, his wife, was an author of a children's book. So bought the children's book on Amazon. It gets to the office and he stages a photo of him reading the children's book in like story hour style format to the rest of his BDR team sitting on like beanbags in the lobby <laughs> and then sends that photo to the guy. I mean, like talk about ways that you're going to stand out and have a lasting impression. It's like pretty incredible. I think the common theme amongst all of these, you know, your personal gift and some of the other examples that you talked about is they're unique. They stand out. They're so personalized and they're so relevant to the individual situation that they feel like it's a one-off, that they feel like it is something that is custom. Talk to me about the approach that Alice takes where you're using technology to decide what a gift is and then deliver it in a personalized approach. How are you able to maintain that feeling of personalization, of authenticity, while using technology as the medium of delivery? So when you put yourself, again, in the shoes of the recipient, how is something going to surprise and delight you? Well, we're using partly technology, but also partly the you know physical world of, of the direct mail channel to be able to say, okay, I'm sitting at my desk. And I am then watching somebody bring this package over to the area that we're sitting in over here in the marketing area. Everyone's heads kind of pop up with intrigue. You know, this package, you know, gets delivered by the person who works at the front desk. And I've got this package. People are like, oh, what's in this package? I open up this package. And there is a cedar box inside of it with my initials on it. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, the amount of intrigue and that surprise and delight factor, you can smell the cedar and, you know, this feels really cool. And, and then inside, I have a handwritten note and somebody's saying, you know, hey, I totally love that you're into left bank Bordeaux. And so, you know, I really wanted you to, you know, be able to have that. But if you're not interested in that, you can also exchange that for something else or donate the value of that bottle of wine to a charity of your choice on the Alice platform. But, you know, I hope we can connect soon. 
it'd be pretty difficult for me. And this is obviously why Alice works fundamentally. It's, it's a surprise and delight factor that's happening here. That impression is one that lasts. And I feel like, wow, I really want to respond to somebody. So we really go out of our way. That experience that I described is a feeling that is very bespoke. That box did not feel like it was part of a campaign. Or if somebody felt like they were receiving a similar box to somebody else, the box experience was bespoke and unique and felt surprising. And they, they felt like they were getting value out of it. And you know, I think fundamentally, many of the things that we're trying to do are, again, putting that... You know, We talked about this a few days ago. We want technology to really live on the sales rep's shoulder rather than somebody feeling like they're interacting with technology that's in between the rep and their prospect. So instead, allow the technology to do some of the work behind the scenes that allows you to be a better human and come across as more real. I think at the end of the day, as we wrap up Customer Appreciation Week, the big things that stick out to me are building personal relationships requires effort. It requires research. It requires you to have some self-confidence, to be comfortable with yourself, to build a relationship with the people that you're lasting. And there are tools and there are tricks. There's the CRM. There is the ways that you can find information about, use technology to find information about who you're reaching. At the end of the day, it's going to require some effort to build that relationship. And I think it's up to each individual marketer to decide how much effort they want and need to put into a relationship. But if you're big game hunting, you're using ABM, you're trying to manage a long sales cycle with a high average selling price, building those relationships is the most effective way for you to land the deal and keep the relationship going. I absolutely love what you just said there because it is so important that people recognize that this takes effort. And it doesn't mean that it's an unmanageable amount of effort. I mean, we've built a technology company and we're growing extraordinarily rapidly because people find value in shortcutting some of the amount of time and energy it takes to show this effort. But when I think of this approach, I think of my own life and putting effort into things. I think of what it was like when we first lived in Massachusetts for a few years coming from Ohio. And, you know, there's things that people say about, you know, hey, if you're from the Midwest, you're kind of more friendly. And if you live in Massachusetts, you might be a little bit more closed off. And I did experience that regional difference when I came to Massachusetts. And I remember thinking, Everybody used to say hi to each other where I grew up. And when I take my dog for a walk, it never happens anymore. And then I remember thinking like, what effort am I actually putting into making that come true? Because I'm not actually saying hi to anybody either. So I did a little experiment. I went around the block and I decided I was going to say hi to every single person. And I would see whether or not my hypothesis about Massachusetts people being mass holes <laughs> was true or not. It's a technical term. Technical term. It's a technical term. Again, like I kind of thought so many people are not going to say hi to me. Actually turned out that 95% of the people said hi back. So I had this, I did this, it was 20, I had 20 data points walking around the block. And I couldn't believe it. I remember thinking, holy smokes. If I am the one who's actually taking the effort and giving first of this, then it comes back to you. And I create the environment by putting in the effort to do that. So I totally agree with what you had to say about that. 
Well, Daniel, I agree with everything you say. I think it's great advice in the fact that not only does it take effort to build the relationships that are going to impact your business, but it also takes initiative and you need to be able to put your prospects first and not necessarily just think about how you're going to sell them something, but about how you can provide value. And if there's anything that you take away from customer appreciation week, I hope it is that the more that you can provide value and think about the people that you're selling to, the more likely you're going to be able to sell and the more valuable and lasting and impactful those relationships will be. I totally agree. Go out there and give first. And you can start with the cheapest thing you could possibly do, which is go out there and give someone a genuine compliment today. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you. If I haven't said it yet, I think that you've given us some great advice in terms of not only how to manage relationships, how to drive business results, but also how to think about the sales process and how to put other people first. So thanks for being my guest on the MarTech podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here and appreciate you and the Alice team for being a supporter of the show. Thanks, Ben, so much. Okay. And that wraps up Customer Appreciation Week on the MarTech podcast. Thanks again to Daniel Rodriguez, the head of marketing at Alice for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Daniel's tips for building an effective customer relationship, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is DLRDaniel, which is D-L-R-D-A-N-I-E-L. Or you could visit his company's website, which is alice.com, A-L-Y-C-E.com. A couple of links in our show notes that I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, head over to our website, which is martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you have questions or if you'd like to contact me, you can go to benjshap.com slash question, where you can send your topic suggestions or a marketing question, which we'll answer live on our show. Or you can reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on Monday. Okay, that's it for today. And that's it for Customer Appreciation Week. I appreciate you, my customers. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.